resistance, burnout, procrastination, sleepless nights, stress, and painful hard work. Fatigued from running on the high achiever hamster wheel? This is the Bold Leadership Revolution, where we develop high-performing leaders to live, thrive, and lead bold and smart, not hard. Here is your host, Tara Newman. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. And I am your host, Tara Newman. In this episode, we are going to dive deep into some practical tips and examples of how you can build a business and heal from burnout. And I know some of you, your mind just exploded and you're thinking, who in their right mind would start a business to heal from burnout when most businesses lead to burnout? Or who in their right mind would be building a business while burning out, while they're in burnout, right? But the reality is, is that many people, many small business owners are in some range of feeling burned out from just plain old exhausted to actual having health crises because of their level of fatigue. And I'm over here raising my hand because I actually started my business while I was in burnout and I started my business to heal from burnout. And I probably wasn't in my right mind when I did it because when you're struggling with adrenal fatigue as I was, it definitely wreaks havoc on your brain chemistry. You are moody and irritable and have mood swings and you're depressed and all those things that kind of affect your disposition. So I was definitely not in my right mind when I made this decision, but happy that I did. So I just want to back us up a little bit, a little over three years ago to April of 2014, when I saw a naturopath who finally gave me some test results that had answers for me, that gave me the and uh, the stage three adrenal fatigue diagnosis, because I had spent almost six years wondering what in the world was wrong with me. It started shortly after my daughter was born, and it lasted long enough for me to realize that this wasn't anything that was postpartum related and that there was something more serious going on. However, every time I went to a doctor, they would just tell me, you're just a tired mommy, you know, get some rest. And that didn't really cut it. So at the time that she diagnosed me with stage three adrenal fatigue, she'd made a lot of suggestions for my health. She had put me on a heavy supplementation regimen. We were trying to get my gut health in order. And she strongly suggested that I leave my job and take time off, which I was not ready for. I was not ready to hear that because I had no idea how I would replace my income. And I felt like that would be throwing away an almost 20 year career that I had built for myself and the sacrifices that I had made along the way, including my health. So I sucked it up and I went back to work and I took my supplements and I made a serious attempt at doing less. And I, I did do less. At the time, my husband was training for Ironman Lake Placid. And so in order for him to hit his 20 hours of week of training, we did really step our life back and our obligations back to accommodate his training schedule. So a few months later, he actually ran the Ironman in 2000, July of 2014, he ran Ironman Lake Placid, which is 140.6 miles in which you swim, you bike, and you run. And that was my husband's biggest accomplishment. That was, you know, he accomplished the biggest goal he had ever set for himself. And little did I know what a huge catalyst it would be for me. Because as I was standing next to him in the Olympic Oval, as he crossed the finish line, I had never felt more small in my life. I felt so small 
standing in the shadow of his success. I knew I never wanted to feel that way again. I was envious. I was green with envy of his accomplishment. And I really felt like at that time, despite all of my overachieving or AKA doing all the things, I wasn't really getting any tangible results and I wasn't fulfilled. I was really depressed and stuck. And I was just doing a shit ton of box checking, but with no real positive outcomes. So at this time, it was maybe a month later, I spoke to a friend of ours who was also an Ironman triathlete. And I declared, I'm going to start my own business. It's going to be my Ironman. And I felt a little silly saying that because I, at the time, I thought what my husband did was so epic that nothing would ever compare to it. Hello, mindset issues. And I felt a little silly, but here's the thing with doing an Ironman. Here's what we've learned from being a a high-performance family and living a high-performance lifestyle is that when my husband was training for a triathlon, it was all about the long game. It's about the endurance. It's about the intention and the strategy. You have to go all 140.6 miles without hitting the wall or burning out. And it's most definitely not a sprint. So this was, to me, so much of how I in the early days, how I started my business, coming off of his experience with Ironman and jumping into starting a business, it all made so much sense to take our lessons learned from this and apply it to my business. So three years later, I can share with you that I have a thriving and successful business and my health is thriving right along with it. They go hand in hand. You know that saying, as within, so without? It is relevant here because your business is a direct reflection of your inner world and your health. So today I want to share with you some of the early strategies that I use to both grow my business and to heal from burnout. And these are strategies, practices, principles, whatever you want to call them that I still apply today. And no matter where you are in your business cycle, whether you are starting out, whether you're in a heavy growth phase, you're scaling up, you're building team, whatever it is, these strategies and tips will help you as well. But before we even get started, I want to check in with you. I want you to help me help you understand where you are on the spectrum of feeling fatigued, exhausted, or burned out, right? Because I find that it's not that we feel that way or we don't. It's that we have, if there's a scale to it. So ask yourself, on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the most, how exhausted do I feel right now? How burned out do I feel right now? And give yourself a rating, a benchmark, a baseline. Okay. And now we are going to jump right in here. So my first tip is set the priority. So when I started my business, my health was my priority and it became the boundary and lens through which I made every decision from how to structure my calendar to how to set my revenue goal. And this was not easy. It is not easy to slow yourself down and to put your health first when you're looking around And everybody else seems to be going a mile a minute. And you're over in the right hand, slow as turtles lane, kind of, you know, chugging along. And it seems like people are passing you by. It's not easy to have the fear creep up, the fear of missing out, the fear of going too slow, the fear of not accomplishing things quickly enough. It's practicing patience, right? And just being really committed to your own health and to being unwilling to compromise your health to grow your business, right? It's a boundary. And even today, even today, my health is vastly improved 
And I set priorities. I set a priority for myself every quarter. And my priority is never my business. My priority is never the making of the money. My priority in quarter one this year was my relationship with my husband. My priority in quarter two this year was to go to CrossFit and to transform my body, to get my health back and to get into integrity in terms of my own human performance. And in quarter three, my priority is writing. I want to write. I want to share my message every day. I want to deliver value through my writing and my storytelling every single day. And I had a colleague say to me once, well, what's your priority? And at the time it was quarter one. So I said, oh, you know, it's my relationship with my husband. And she said, you know, and your business, right? (laughs) And making money. And I was like, "Mm, no, no, my relationship with my husband, because I know that if everything is okay between he and I, if I'm at CrossFit and I'm taking care of my body and my performance and I'm living like an athlete and I'm writing, that's the one thing that I need to do and everything else will fall into place. Everything else, I will achieve everything else that I want to achieve if I focus on my priority. Second tip I have for you is do something you have experience with and you love doing. This is not the time to recreate the wheel by striking out into something so new you can't leverage your credibility and authority. So when I started my business, I just did what I had been doing all my life. My entire career was built on being a leadership coach, organizational development, performance. That was my area of expertise. I love what I do and I was going to do it for myself. Where I see people struggle is when they decide that they want to run away from what their life has been and they want to do something completely new. They completely want to just swing the pendulum to the other side, but they don't have a lot of experience in that at this time. And that takes a lot more time to get up and running, to build that credibility and authority. It's much easier when you can find something that you love doing and you can leverage your current experience. So recreating the wheel or the other flip side, doing something that drains the heck out of you, it's just going to bury you further. So try to avoid that. And remember how you start isn't how you finish. So you can start doing the thing that you have experience in while you gain experience in this other career or whatever, all the way over on this other side. And then you can gradually shift over that way. But to just kind of do a full pivot without the experience and the credibility sometimes can exhaust you further and take a lot longer. My third tip is get clear on your personal financial needs. I'm going to say this one again, because somehow we get really distracted when we are setting revenue goals. It's happened to me. So I want you to get really clear on your personal financial needs. If you need $50,000, focus on the path to $50,000. Don't focus on the path to $100,000 right now. You can at some point when you have the energy to do so. You know, a great example of this for me was in my second year of business, I set a really, really aggressive revenue goal for the year and maybe a month into the year, I had to sit down and have a bold conversation with myself around, do I really have the energy to grow my business that dramatically in one year? And I did it. I did not have the energy to do that at that year. And so I scaled back, I pulled back on my revenue goal. And when I did that, I went and I looked at my personal finances and I said, what do I really need? What's really going on here? You know, I see this a lot with my clients at times where 
they have a great year or at the end of the year, we're setting the revenue goal for the following year. And maybe they just doubled their revenue this past year and they want to double it again. And they're like, I want to double my revenue again. I'm like, how do you feel right now? And they're like, like shit, I feel exhausted. I'm wiped out. I have no energy. I'm like, "Mm, is doubling it again next year really the right decision right now, right? Is there a different focus that we need to take so we can get you to that point? You know, what kind of growth do you really need to experience and have? And my fourth tip is find the quickest path to your goal. So when I was leaving my corporate job, I wanted to make enough money to leave my corporate job so that I could grow my business. And for me, at this point, this was not about a long-term revenue strategy. It was about creating cash quickly, validating my business idea, and sticking to it. And that was the quickest path to my goal of leaving my corporate job. And so what is the quickest path to your goal? Set your goal, map out all your actions, and then find the few that will get you there the quickest. Five, understand how your mind works. All right. And what I mean by this is understand how your mind works and the decades worth of programming that has likely occurred around concepts like you have to work hard for your money or money doesn't grow on trees. Right. Think about all the things you learned from teachers and school as a child, from society around work and get really present and conscious to those. And all you really need to do to get present and conscious to those is to write them down. As they come up, like when your brain's saying, no, you have to do more to achieve more. You have to work hard for your money. You know, as these things are popping up, just write them down so you can be aware of them because they are going to be pesky when it comes to healing from burnout, because ultimately the truth is the exact opposite of what we have learned. And the less we do, the more we can achieve. I want to move on now to the sixth tip, and that is give yourself permission to rest, nap, or work from bed. Give yourself permission to rest, nap, or work from bed if you work from home. Because this right now, if you're in burnout, if you're feeling exhausted, The best thing that you can do for your business, the best thing that you can do to generate revenue is to get your energy back. And that's going to come through rest and creating that sacred time in your calendar that you can unplug and that you can just take a step back to slow down and to not be running on the hamster wheel. Matter of fact, in the book, Essentialism by Greg McCowan, there's a chapter that's called Protect the Asset. And it's all about sleep. And it's a story of a man who healed from burnout. It took him three years. And basically he slept for 12 hours a day or more. And it was all about how sleep really restored his health. So give yourself permission to rest, to nap, to work from bed if you work from home. And my seventh tip is hire the right people to help you accelerate your goals without all of the effort. And what this looked like for me was hiring coaches and hiring a VA. And I worked for nine months while starting my business so that I could take all the money that I was making in my business and reinvest it in my business. My goal for year one in my business was to actually not make a profit. It was to solely use the money to invest into my business. And that allowed me to not waste any time, to not waste any effort or energy learning things that someone else could quickly teach me or that I could leverage their knowledge, their skills, and their abilities. 
It allowed me to not do the tasks that drained my energy. I was able to hand them off to my VA. And even in the second year of my business, as I was growing, I would pay my VA before I paid myself because in the long term, that was going to pay off for me, for me to be able to have the energy to run and grow my business and focus on the revenue generating tasks and not all the crap that weighed me down and exhausted me. So what I want you to do now is I want you, my point, the point of me giving you seven tips was not to overwhelm you. It was so that you could find one that resonates, one single tip that resonated with you that you could take action on, that you can explore for yourself. Now, don't forget that we have the insights and actions sheet that's available for download in the show notes. Because if you want transformation, you have to be willing to do something with the information. And that is why that worksheet is there and available to you to help you immediately capture the things that resonate with you for you to be able to make some personal insights and for you to capture an action or two that you want to take based on the information in this podcast. Now, when you fill out this sheet, what I want you to do is to hop over to my Facebook page, Bold Leadership Revolution, and share your learnings with the community. Let us hold you accountable for taking these actions. And don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave me a review, letting me know how your experience has been with this podcast so far. I'm dying to know if it's landing with you, if it's your jam, if there's something you'd like to see here that I'm not talking about, you know, share that with me in the review because sharing and reviewing makes it easier for others to find this amazing community. And there is nothing that I want more than to bring together a whole bunch of bold, badass, and ballsy leaders from all over the world. Okay. So until next time, bold ones, peace out. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. This episode has ended, but our work continues online. Head over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you lead bold. That's theboldleadershiprevolution.com. 